Hi, and welcome again to, to our, I think it's third conversation now, isn't it? I think so, yes. Yeah. Um, today I want to talk with you about something that I am very fascinated by and that I know that is some is one of your real areas of expertise, which is this, um, the place where uh, the strengths work and the strengths coaching in the sense of focusing on what's right with people, um, coaching people and how to use their talents more, all of those. And actually the more internal or deep inner work of working with old feelings, emotions, burdens, um, where they meet and where they differ, because I know that you do both. And I find it very interesting in your, to learn more about your experience of how they relate, um, how they can complement each other, etc. So I would love to start, first of all, by saying hi. And second of all, by uh, just giving the, uh, this, the floor to you with the question of like, Maybe, with, so what is this EFT thing you do and what does that mean for you? What is the strength coaching you do and what does that mean for you? And um, yeah, maybe we just start with that question. Okay, great. Thanks, Lucas. It's so nice to be back and thank you for your <laughs> lovely introduction and lovely energy. I always love this conversation. So um, EFT, let's just maybe start there, is a simple tool that anybody can use to actually help calm the amygdala, the part in our brain that is there to help us feel safe. And that's a part of our brain that can kick off the fight, flight or freeze response. So EFT is a simple way to help us calm that part of the brain so that we can think clearly and calmly make wiser decisions and then take wise action that's the way i love to explain it the most so so if i if i were to summarize that it's basically um eft can be applied when we when there are people or certain situations that elicit a very strong uh, emotional fear amygdala response so these would all be kind of different ways of uh, naming the same thing and through EFT, you can work through that response so that it isn't as strong anymore. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So, because when we have those fears and concerns, it's not only fear, you know, there's disappointment, there's rejection, there's sadness, grief, all of those things, they impact the action that we take or don't take. And so when we can handle a strong emotional response in a clearer, calmer, wiser way, we can think with more clarity and therefore we can take different kind of actions. And that's what I love about it is it can help us to just be more wise and true to ourselves. So in that way, kind of EFT is a tool that could be other tools that do similar things to help us to move through these over the top reactions, let's just call them that. Um, I think there are very different perspectives you can take on that, but, and to actually get to a place that's truer and uh, closer to how you really want to react and how the, the mature adult version of you would react. Yes, yes, that's a lovely way of saying it, yes. And, and one of the things I, um, that I always 
love to say as well is it, it doesn't mean we have to be emotionless and that all our emotions are not appropriate. In many situations, emotions are absolutely appropriate, but it, it's when it's over the top and we can't manage it. And mm -hmm. it uh, sort of forces us into doing something that's maybe inappropriate for the moment, or it's just, it's a small little trigger and we know the response that we're feeling is not appropriate for this small trigger. There's something more going on there. And that's also when EFT is extremely helpful. And maybe just for those who don't know what the heck is EFT, it stands for emotional freedom techniques. And some people may know it as tapping. And it was developed in the early 90s by an engineer called Gary Craig. And he took from various different things like TFT and some Eastern philosophies, put it together and made it into a simple recipe that anybody can learn. So that's the, that's the EFT side. It's the EFT side, right. And then moving over to the other side of the spectrum, that's strength mm -hmm. side is what, what is right with you and what's amazing about you. And so just in a very, very brief nutshell, a strength that we're going to talk about is it's a pattern of thinking, feeling and behaving that we can apply in a productive way that can be applied, you know, that can be productively applied. And so when we make the most of those thinking, feeling and behaving patterns that we all have in various different shapes or forms, we can apply it productively and work towards excellence and a, and a joyful, creative life that we absolutely love because those are the things that come easiest to us as, as easy as breathing. So, so basically the perspective here is we have these patterns, each one of us has these patterns they may look different in all of us. We all have different patterns, but there are certain ways we feel naturally, ways we think naturally, ways we act naturally. And um, for me, I would also include we interact naturally. Um, and that these patterns we already have are things we can apply in our lives. And applying meaning having a very specific kind of area or skill set where we can apply these natural ways of behaving, feeling, thinking. And if we do that, we are actually using what our, what our natural talents are, um, which will allow our life to move with more ease and probably more uh, success. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what was your next question, Lucas? So, um, if, if I hear that, it's like EFT has the perspective of um, there are certain reactions or behaviors that are over the top and we can, we can work through that in a way to get back to this more mature um, state. And there is this perspective of, um, of there are certain things that are easy for you, you should use them a lot. You use both of these maps. How does that work in your practice? Yeah, that's a great question. So I started off with the EFT work 14, 15 years ago, um, when people just only came because there was a problem in their life and they wanted to fix the problem. And so what can I do to fix this thing? And EFT is great with helping with that. Then later on, 10 years later, 
I got the perspective of a strengths work. I found my own strengths and I went on this journey to also become a strengths coach. And um, in the beginning, it was like, Oof, I don't know how I'm going to integrate this because they almost look at the world in two different ways. You know, the one looks over there and the other one looks over there. And so I have been trying to find my way to integrate them. And, it, and it's actually beautiful how they do integrate. So whether a person comes to me from the strengths perspective or because they've heard they, they, they want to know about their strengths, or whether they come to me from a, here's something that's wrong with me and I want to fix it, or the wrong in my world and I want to fix it. I can work with them with these both because they, they overlap in ways that can help us be more um, balanced and healthy and functional in the world. So say a person comes to me from the strengths perspective, they want to come and hear about their strengths and what's good about them there are inevitably places in their strengths that I've seen and found where it's either an overused talent, it kind of hijacks the rest of them. That one just takes over and it doesn't give the other the strengths a chance to function. Or they've been shamed about that talent. They've been made to feel bad through experiences in life. Then I can use EFT to help them soothe those parts and find more functional ways to use that talent. If they come to me from the strengths world, if they come to me from the EFT world and say, yes, something is really not working. My relationships aren't working. I don't know what to do about that. We can work with EFT. And as they start talking with me, I can hear, hmm, I think you're the strength at play. This actually, it's a very strong pattern that we also need to acknowledge, yes, so it's got a shadow side, but it's got also this amazing side that helps you to do wonderful things with this talent. And you need to see both sides of the story. You're only seeing the shadow side at the moment. I want to help you mm -hmm. to see. And then we do their strengths assessment and I can help them and remind them in the process of working together that this strength has an amazing side to it as well. So let's work towards that one more. But when we only come from the side of there's all these things wrong, we don't have a balanced perspective either. So um, what, I'm, what I'm hearing, let me just try to summarize this because it, I actually imagine this is something that is actually quite profound. So looking at it through the strengths lens of um, a person does the strengths, this Clifton strengths thing, you look at, oh, these are your talents, how do you relate to them? And you basically find that with probably almost everybody, there are certain talents that are overused or underused. That seems to be also in the Clifton perspective, like those are the two ways you can mismanage a talent. You can use it too much or too little. And um, that your question would then be, so why is this talent overused or underused? And looking at the pattern and the part that makes that, and that can be like, oh, you were shamed in the past, so you pretend like you don't have it, or um, at a certain area, time of your life, you use this talent for survival, so it's kind of like hyperactive all the time. And it's actually, it, it is a talent, but through what happened, you are misusing it 
And if we can unburden that, actually you can use it much more maturely again. Yes, yes. So that seems Beautiful. to be the strength side. Mm -hmm. Beautifully put, yes. And the other side seems to be the EFT side that's like, okay, you have certain overreactions and patterns in your life. Um, probably some of them will actually be based on one of your uh, talents running wild. Mm -hmm. So yes, we can help you to uh, regulate and to heal that part and pattern. But also let's not forget that even though this is a massive overreaction, there is a positive side there. Yes. And we can see that. Precisely. I think it's beautifully summarized. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because I, th I think one of the things I notice is that we all have programming in life. So a strength and, and a talent, these natural ways of thinking, feeling and behaving, they have partly, they come from genetic programming. Like we have the genes of our parents and our grandparents and many people before us. It's, we can't escape that. We do have those genes. But we also grow up in the homes where those genes have been given to us. Or maybe not, but we grow up in a certain environment where programming happens. Programming just cannot help happening in the first seven years of our life because that is how we learn about life. We, we watch, we see, we experience, we, we have filters, all of that. And it's those programming bits that give us beliefs about stuff, about life, about ourselves. And it's from those beliefs, the, sub, the un, yeah, unconscious beliefs in the subconscious mind that often the mismanagement of our talents can happen. So, so the thing I see here that I find very fascinating is um, through everything I've read about the strengths until now and the conversations I've had, it seems to be like the strengths perspective is you have these talents, manage them. Yes. And then it's all about how do you manage them? And it seems to be like the question you're asking is like, okay, I, I really get that we should manage our talents all fine and dandy, maybe it would help us to understand why the talent is mismanaged in the first place so that we can work on that so that then managing becomes much more easy. That's it, yes. It's very hard to manage something that is, um, let's say, like we have a wound in our thigh and somebody says to us, well, just, you know, manage, just, just manage, you know, just limp on that thigh, just just manage somehow. It's very hard to do that unless we clean out that wound and give it a chance to properly heal and then it can start doing its job in a more functional way. It may not be as strong as the other side ever, but you know, we give it a proper chance to do the job that it can do in a more uh, healthy way. And so, yes, to say to somebody, manage your talent, often um, <laughs> in a way can give us some some more um, sort of things to feel guilty about like I, I'm just not able to manage it I, I just can't do it with with the tools that I currently have I, I keep feeling bad because this thing keeps overtaking me and I can't stop it 
And so I have found that EFT can help us do that because it gets to some of the roots. I'm not saying all of the roots, and I'm not saying that pattern will forevermore be absolutely healthy and healed if we work with it with EFT because there's far more involved here than we may know. So it just gives us another way to manage it with care and with, um, yeah, with the ability to, to to heal to heal things that are unseen perhaps yeah and it actually seems like it's a going deeper like it's rather so if i look at eft as this we're going to the root cause then it's not even we're doing something different than managing a talent we just go about the question of so how can you manage this talent in a very different way and it's like we're opening a whole new realm of being able to look at mismanagement that would otherwise just be cut off. Yes, I love it. Yes, that's a very, very beautiful way to say it. Yeah, gives us another way of managing it and opens the door to uh, lots of dark spots that we haven't been able to look into. If we just say to somebody, manage it, we, we're not always given a tool. Mm -hmm. EFT for me is a tool to help us manage it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the emotional components, because EFT is rather a lot about managing the emotional charge around something. And many of the talents that I've actually seen uh, that, let's say, clients complain about the most, that, that brings them the most grief, you know, the most difficulty, are the ones where there's a high emotional component to it, to that particular talent. Like a high emotional component in a general way or in a in this client? Uh, in this client and in this talent, the talent yeah. that they have. Say there are a few that I can think of like responsibility as a high emotional component in the talent itself. Mm -hmm. People with high responsibility take emotional responsibility for the task that they, that they said I would mm. do or the talent of empathy has a high emotional component it's all about emotion right and it can be mismanaged um, the talent of even deliberative is very risk averse and it and it wants to make sure that it is looked at all the different things that could go wrong to manage the risks around it and it has a high emotional component to it talents like those especially so that's a very interesting question that I, I might want to look at later or at another time, but this point of maybe there are certain talents that are more prone to kind of being burdened or hurt than other talents. That seems to be what you're, what you're saying. And that, that would be a very interesting uh, element and that these talents also need more emotional managing than other talents. Mm, I think it's what I've seen so far and the interesting challenge that I experience is most of the clients who come to me have those talents so I draw people with many similar talents to my work so there may be lots of other talents that I haven't got a view on yet yeah. with this work so I don't want to make blanket statements but that's what I've seen so far in the strengths work, in the learning that I've done, the experience I have and the, you know, the, the, the learning that I've done <clears throat> with teachers. There's, there are certain talents with higher emotional components. Some of the thinking talents 
or less emotional. Analytical talent is not emotional. However, I've seen that that can be mismanaged as well because a person can get stuck in paralysis analysis, analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. And EFT can help even there. And it even can though, also... Even though they're not thinking that it's an emotional problem, we can tap through the thoughts. We can use EFT to help them work through their thoughts about it. And I mean, it could also just be that you are using the analytical, the kind of intellectual to withdraw from certain feelings. So then there is an emotional layer underneath and you are overusing the talent to get away from that. It's very possible, yes. Yeah. So um, with this, do you maybe have an example where you had the sense that these two components really work together beautifully, like where both the strength and the EFT maybe coming from either side um, really complemented each other, just so we have something concrete that we can think and talk about. Uh, do you mean an example of where they helped each other to be more functional talents in so, the world? Something so like let, let me maybe ask it more concretely. So right. have you ever had a client where it was like you were talking to them about their strengths and it's like, oh yeah, they had all of these understandings, but nothing really happened. And then maybe through an EFT session, something really shifted and suddenly what they were talking about with you before became practical. Because I imagine that's one way that EFT can really help the strengths to land. Yes, so let's, let, let me give, I don't know if this is answering you exactly, but let me give you an example of yes, where my go thoughts are going. Um, I had a client who came long, long term. She's also an EFT practitioner and she understands that, you know, we do this work long term. It's not like quick fixes all the time. So um, she had been working with me for a long time uh, and I'm talking months, twice a month or so. And she kept having this very strong you know things are going to go wrong and it's and we kept working through all the things that could go wrong and it kept coming back the pattern kept coming back eventually i said to her hang on i think i'm hearing some strengths here so she did a, a strengths assessment and true true's bob <laughs> in her top five came out deliberative the strength that's always looking out for you know what are the things i need to look out for what could go wrong here and so it was just, it just became so clear to us, like here we were with EFT, trying to work on it and work on it and work on it and work on it. It isn't going to disappear because it's one of the talents in her brain that's been developed. It's been, of course, maybe overused for safety reasons. So it's a very strong pattern by now. It's not going to disappear, but let's turn it into a strength. And when she also had that perspective, from both sides, it helped her to feel more balanced about it. And that pattern, as we kept continuing to work, you know, with various things with EFT with her, that pattern kept cropping up again and again and again. And she, like sometimes people with high deliberative almost feel like despondent, like when is this ever going to stop? Because it keeps coming up and it's a very strong emotional talent as well and every time when she got like oh you know I've got all these fears again I could remind her but also look at what it's doing for you let's look at what the good thing is here 
Um, and just when we can see it in from both sides of the story, it really helps us to feel differently about ourselves. When we can have a change in perspective about ourselves, because she was, she also has a strong inner critic. And all of that together, she also has restorative. So restorative often makes ourselves wrong as well. It goes inside and says, what's wrong with me? I need to keep mm -hmm. fixing. I need to keep fixing. And there's always something wrong. So when she could see the perspective, like, ah, wait, it's my talent working. How can mm -hmm. I see this in a different light? It suddenly made a a big shift in how she felt about herself. So this sounds like, it seems like there are multiple points in here. Like one of them being, there may be certain patterns that if we work on them um, through EFT, through whatever, um, they actually disappear. It's like, that was a pattern that was very, that was based on like old survival. And once that survival is, through the pattern disappears as well but i maybe... haven't seen that happen oh, okay to disappear i've not seen it happen i mean i've seen that in my work a couple of times where something really stops but i'm, I'm trying to make that distinction like so that that might be one possibility but then especially if we're dealing with a strength yes then it's not like the pattern will disappear it may be that the pattern becomes less intense but through it becoming less intense what it sounds like is what sh shifts most of all is the way we can relate to it yes. so in so in seeing it as a strength i can relate to yes there are definitely times where this is over the top and then i can deal with it and i can deal with the emotional charge i can deal with the thoughts, whatever, but actually it also has a really positive impact on my life. And that positive impact is this thing makes sure I'm safe. Yes. And yes, sometimes it makes too sure I'm safe, <laughs> but actually that's, that's a real strength. And that way I can relate to this part, this, this talent in a very different way. Yes, absolutely. That's beautifully expressed. And, and, you know, I apologize for misunderstanding you earlier because that's where I was going to go was yeah. with the strengths. But it's like, yeah, sometimes when it's a strength, it won't necessarily disappear. There are showstoppers that get, we get like a fear, just a, like a, a once-off fear. It's like, oof, you know, my fear of public speaking. It's it. Nothing about it was a strength. <laughs> I was just afraid of being ridiculed or judged, or you know. So I've worked mm -hmm. with that with EFT. So that pattern has disappeared. Now I can show my strengths in the public eye. Yeah. Yes. So I love that you made the distinction, and I absolutely agree with you. So, um, for me to just personally relate to that is, I think that that shift of how I look at something that's happening in me is potentially one of the most powerful things. And I think, especially if we talk about the strength work as at its core, like a self-management, self-regulation question, mm -hmm. then this question of how do I relate to my talents? How do I relate to the different parts? And also all of their potential burdens, all of the beliefs that my 
talents have picked up throughout time. Like maybe the, the achiever in me that needs to overachieve, maybe the uh, futuristic in me that constantly needs to have something new to think about, but never gets started with anything, like that we can work on those patterns um, and at the same time see the strength that they add to our life, which in my experience uh, for my work is actually something that makes the whole work a lot more easy when we have that positive outlook at our own parts and at the patterns that are going on. Absolutely, yes, Lucas. Yeah, when we can see it with a different from a different light, there's all this. I can so clearly remember one client who came one time, and she was arriving at the session so burdened. She was working through something really heavy, and a person in her family had died, and and she went into this almost compulsive behavior of needing to be with them, leaving her own family, flying there. There wasn't proper sleeping place when she arrived there, and she started blaming herself so much for going into some compulsive kind of behavior that she couldn't stop or understand at the time. So she arrived so burdened in the beginning of the session. And by the end of it, because we sort of started pulling it apart, it's like, what, what talent made you do this? Which one did this? Which one did this? She could see all of it so clearly, like it was unpacked out all on a table and just the light shining through her was beautiful by the end of the session because she could see the positive intention for each of the things that she was blaming herself for. It's like, well, it was this talent doing this. It was that talent that made her do this. And just the awareness that it brings, like, I'm not, I'm not stupid, lazy, um, you know, all these things that we blame ourselves for, or just, she, you know, people pleasing, um, awful, awful label that I despise. These good things about that as well that we often forget. And when a client has that full perspective, it makes such a difference in how they can behave. And, you know, yes, from then on. Yeah. Um, maybe looking at it the other way around, I imagine you also have people who come to you for the strength work yes. and where you through being in the strength exploration, you find out there is a pattern, a burden here that we should work with. Do you have a, a, an example for that? Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> there was a beautiful, beautiful lady with um, high connectedness, which means she sees connecting the dots. She trusts her intuition. She wanted to trust the intuition. And turns out through some of the chats we did that she wasn't able to trust her intuition. It came out top in her strings, but she just couldn't trust it and we was like why what what happened so it turns out that sounds like her father perhaps as we chatted through it her father perhaps had very high responsibility talent and very low connectedness so he was trying to raise her you have to do what you said you would don't change your mind you know deliver on what you said finish things she also had high adaptability which means she wants to go with the flow and then connectedness says, well, maybe you should go this way and adaptability says, yes, I'll, I'll go this way. This is, that's what's important now. But her father was trying to teach her that's not the way to run your life. You cannot 
do that. So he was trying to teach her to be how to be as a person from his strengths. Not to trust your intuition. You cannot do those things. You, you just cannot live life that way. You will not be successful. Going completely opposite what her strengths were. So she got guilt and shame about her talents, about some of her top talents. So they kept wanting to come out, but she had to put a lid on it the whole time. So she had to suppress and suppress and suppress. And that's extremely hard work and it leads to exhaustion. Uh-huh. So when we started working with all the guilt because she wanted to be loved by her father and, you know, she kept feeling like not good enough in her father's eyes. So when we unburdened some of that with some tapping with, you know, dad was doing the best he could, we got to that stage because we'd taken care of some of the emotional charges of events that had happened in childhood. Um, she could see like, oh, well, he was teaching me from what he knew, which was good for him. And he thought he was doing the best for me because that's how life works for him. And she could start releasing some of the guilt and now she's living her strengths. So that's just so interesting. Something that I've seen often as well is that so often our parents have something that we don't have and vice versa. And they try and teach us to be their way. No wonder we then often like, it feels like we're like, I can't be the way my parent wants me to be and all this rebellion that can start and just wounds in there that says I'm not allowed to be myself Mm. or I'm not good enough for my parent. I'm not good enough the way I am. Yeah. Because if it's really a talent, a natural energy, then there is a level of this is how I'm meant to be. And if I'm basically being taught, no, you're not, then that's a very deep level of, oh, I, I'm not okay the way I am. Yeah, it's very painful mm-hmm. to be judged and rejected for the way you are and for the way it keeps happening for you. You know, this is, I'm going to keep wanting to be very empathetic or empathetic. And if people tell me that's too sensitive, that's no, don't be that way. It's like, how do you put on a lid on? How do you do that? Have, so I'm curious with that client and maybe without going and into or definitely without going into personal details, but once you worked through that, like how do you, do you still have a recollection of how that shifted her relationship with, with her own talent? Like how, how that happened? So I can't remember specific, for instance, stories that she may have shared, but I just know that there was a huge amount of relaxation for her. Like, Mm. oh, you mean I can really be myself? I can really trust my intuition? So she really let go of all the shoulds. There was a lot of shoulds that was like pressing her down. Like, I should be more like my father was. I should be responsible. Responsibility was in her bottom five. So she was trying all her life to do the responsible thing. And she always failed, failed in quotes. Um, She just couldn't live up to that. So she just felt more like the relaxation, like, oh, you know, I don't have to do that anymore. I can just, when a thought comes up for me that tells me, 
I need to follow this route. She had difficulty in career paths. Um, if a thought comes up for me, if my intuition, my gut feeling tells me that that thing that looks so logical and sensible and everybody else tells me I should do, that's not the right road for me, I can trust myself now. It mm. isn't the right route for me. I'm going to go the way that I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. So it also seems like right there, there are kind of like two types of should. Like I should not be the way I am in the sense of I should not have these strengths that I have. And on the other side, like the, I should be more like that, which may be something that for my makeup, for like the way I am built is actually the opposite of how I should behave. So there seem to be these two levels of should not and shoulds. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I should be like what other people think I should be like because they tell me mm -hmm. so. And and then I should not be who I am. Um, I can remember very much before my own strengths journey how often I, it's the comparison game. Mm -hmm. How often I thought I should be more like I had this strengths, uh, well, a coach friend who was very different than me and she coached in a very different way. And I always was thinking, like, how can I be more like, I want to be like that, you know, look at the results she gets. I should be mm. more like her. Well, you know, I could try until I'm blue in the face and I was never going to be like that because our talents are vastly different. Mm. And the minute I could step into owning what mine are and doing things my way and feeling completely comfortable with that, it, it's relieve so much anxiety mm. yeah. and striving for something completely impossible and actually to me I would not have expected this at the beginning of this conversation but I feel like we've covered a whole lot of ground already mm. like and really showing for me this connection between the the strength and the, uh, the EFT also based on this, on these two levels of understanding like this, why is there a mismanagement? And then at looking at EFT or any comparable work as, as a, as a kind of a deeper way of managing the talent on the emotional and for me also the identity level, yes. like the, all these, all these identities we have taken on. So to me that it, it actually looks like such a natural fit and that they belong together. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that is for you. Yeah, I love that. I must say, I can't think of doing either of them just by themselves anymore. Now that I've found how beautifully they intersect and assist each other to help us get a fuller picture of what's going on. I never, ever, ever can say to anybody here if they if we do this one thing your your life will change or this pattern will change there's always for me a mul multiplicity of factors involved and with um, strengths and EFT they complement they they fill the gaps with just strengths and telling people manage your strengths have gaps EFT can fill the gaps we just EFT have gaps like oh there's only these things that I need to fix in myself the strengths can help us fill those gaps so I can't think of using them without the other mm -hmm. 
Mm. Yeah. And maybe before we even find a closure for today, because I, I feel like I need to think about this. And then I imagine we're going to have uh, more conversations about this because this is actually the place I'm very drawn to, but I, I really want to digest what you've told me today. Um, anything that you would like to add? Or that seems like alive in you right now? Um, just maybe a thought about, we sort of touched on it about parts. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that our strengths are sort of like parts. That each of them have like a role to play. Um, and sometimes they learn a mismanaged or a dysfunctional way to do something but they mm -hmm. still have that role and so if we can with EFT we can calm those dysfunctional ways that they've learned in the past they can fulfill the same role for us but in a much calmer functional way that that serves us and serves those around us yeah I, I mean for me that would be the natural place that I want to go to also to look at strengths and parts and how does that overlap and actually what you shared about um, seeing the positive intention yes. would be the essence of part work the essence of yes. part work is this part has a positive intent it may have a really stupid strategy of trying to get there but yeah. the positive intent is there so i really see the connection there and i and i think there is much to be said about combining these two perspectives of parts and strengths. Um, but for today, it seems important to me to also really just allow the EFT perspective to stand on its own rather than now mixing in all sorts of things, because I think that will just create more unclarity rather than yes. creating more clarity. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I love the perspective. Yeah, so I also love this perspective of like moving through emotional and mental charge around something and using EFT for that. That's, mm. to me, that is a map that inherently makes sense. And, yeah. and then to look at parts, I think it gets a bit more complex, but maybe even in the end, there is even a bigger overlap than, than just the moving through emotional and mental layer. Mm, mm. There, there are so many overlaps in all these three things that I've thought through and, and thought about and I think that we can discuss. So just another small thing perhaps about EFT is it's not, you know, we can with EFT we can do some big healing on, you know, patterns like long-standing patterns like or beliefs that we've gained or, you know, got from parents who try to teach us in certain ways and and inadvertently hurt us so that's one way to use it another way to use it is just to manage the small symptoms that we get every day for me just one example how do we do this physically manage a talent better with EFT is um, my activator is at number 34 so I often have trouble getting started with things so if I sit here and I'm like, oh, I've got to do this thing and I don't really feel like starting I can use two mm. minutes of EFT just tapping through the reluctance and it helps my activator and my other talents to then take over. So it's a, it's a, it's a way, EFT is really a way for me of managing my talents mm. on a daily basis, as well as let's heal the long-term wounds and patterns and burdens. 
So, so that would be on a tool level, like a really mm. cool distinction also between like the long-term stuff and the daily emotional management, including I may have difficulty getting started. I, I can actively do something about that. I may have difficulty stopping. I can actively yeah. do something about that. Correct, correct, yes. Or we're living in challenging times at the moment. And mm -hmm. when we don't manage our emotions around it, lots of our life doesn't work. So for people with high thinking talent, sometimes they can't stop thinking to try and figure out like strategic thinking talent, for instance, I can't stop thinking about how the world needs to be, you know, how to get around the obstacles at the moment. And so they may not sleep very well because brain can't switch off. So a few minutes of EFT before bedtime mm -hmm. can help to just calm down those thoughts and we can get good sleep and tomorrow my thinking talents can do what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And for me, I'm sure we're going to have a, a second conversation of these if you're up for that. Because I feel like there is much more to be explored and maybe even going into the parts perspective around this, because I think that could be a very, very interesting yeah. uh, take on it. Yeah. And I would love that because I know it's your particular expertise and, you know, artistry that you've developed over many years. So I think that would be yeah. fabulous. Yeah. I think that could be a very interesting conversation. Yeah. yeah so thank you very much, Liesl. And for today, thanks, let's just Lucas. close this up here. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. You never know what's around the next corner.